give yourself the opportunity to and recognize that the peace and the calm is created from inside of you, you can then access that in the future. To the Happy and Human Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Seema Desai, and I'm here with my friend and co-host, Dinesh Malwani. We're a dentist and attorney duo and are both certified coaches who specialize in performance and success coaching. In the Happy and Human Podcast, we dive into the philosophies, strategies, and tools that help us live happier, healthier, more productive lives that lead to our highest successes, all while creating a deep sense of fulfillment and joy. Welcome to our show. Everyone, welcome back to the Happy and Human podcast. I am your host, Dr. Seema Desai, and my co-host is also here, Dinesh. Good morning. Hey, Seema. How are you today? I am so glad that we're back on our regular schedule. It's a Saturday morning and recording. All is right with the world. All is right with the world. I know. It's interesting when we kind of record and it's not our usual schedule. It's. I think it's good to sort of deliberately change up your routine a little bit and see just to, if nothing else to reaffirm, like, no, I like the way I'm doing things or, yeah. Hey, maybe, maybe this new, this new way of doing things might be better. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it's all about just fitting things in where they fit. And yeah. sometimes, you know, the jigsaw puzzle dictates you do like a passion project or a hobby on a Saturday morning. And sometimes the jigsaw puzzle puts it on a Thursday night. So yeah. it's all good. It's a magic of life. It's zigging and zagging. It is. I was just thinking about the, there was a, an episode or a TV show of something and it was like zigging, zagging and zaning. And so mm. I, my brain just sort of got lost in what show was that? But anyway, okay. So I have a question for you. What is something for which you are feeling grateful for today? Oh man, something that I'm feeling grateful for today. You know, lately, I, I think the listeners know, and a lot of my friends know, I've spent a lot of time in Florida. I'm just grateful that looking back on the last six months, you know, my parents are finally back home. My mom is doing a lot better and just super grateful that we have designed our lives and the circumstances around our lives have allowed me to spend so much time there caring for them. So not only that, but grateful for Anjana, grateful for everyone that has supported us and being able to, to do that for my parents without, you know, significant disruptions to our lives. That's yeah. you're such a good beta. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be where I am today. It's the least I can do. And since I've become a parent, I, I realize that you can do so many things that your kids don't agree with, but it's all coming from a good place. And one of the things, you know, that it's kind of silly, but my son's eight, you know, Jayan's eight now. I can't stop kissing the kid. Like I will mm-hmm. kiss him on his cheeks, I'll kiss him on his head. I can't stop telling him I love him. And I can sort of see that, you know, when I was 17 or 18 and my mom would go to kiss me, I'd be like, oh, like you're touching my beard and all that stuff. <laughs> I don't know why it becomes awkward as as you go from a baby to a boy or to a teenager. But I'm like, you know, I'm just going to keep kissing my son. And Do I'm it. hoping, and I'm hoping, you know, I'm secretly thinking like this Italian trip, I'm going to introduce the idea of of kissing on the cheek. 
and hopefully mm-hmm. it, it stays for longer. So. Yes. Yes. We have some friends here in Austin. Shout out to David Hobick. If you're listening, he's French and Lebanese. And mm. every time he sees us, every like woman in our group, he will like kiss, kiss on the cheek, like once on the right, once on the left. Wow. Um, and we've just come to expect it, right? Like this is David, this is what he yeah. does. And it's, it's totally fine. And I agree with you. These kids are so freaking cute. I just want to yeah. eat their faces. Yeah. So, so cute. And I agree. I'm just never going to stop reminding them that I love them. Absolutely. Reminding them that they love them and just loving on them. What about yeah. you? What are you grateful for? So this morning, every morning, Manish and I will have hot water. And then while we're sipping our hot water, we're brewing the coffee and just sort of quietly mm-hmm. coming into our day. And our uh, there's windows where our, we keep our coffee set up and stuff. And it looks out into our backyard. Sometimes we'll kind of look out the window together. This This morning, we caught this red cardinal, a male cardinal, kind of pecking at the ground. Wow. And what we didn't notice almost was imperceptible because her, we saw the, the female, the, the mate. We have a basalt. It's, I think it's called Texas basalt or gray basalt or something on the ground. We don't have grass over there. And so her feathers just sort of blended in almost. Mm-hmm. And but when we we were just sort of observing them, and it was so amazing to see this male cardinal. He would pick stuff off of the ground. I don't even know what it was because it's just rock over there. But he would pick food up, and then he would gently feed it oh, wow. to the female. And Manish and I just sort of watched and watched, and we were just so fascinated. And we had both had this sort of unspoken, deep moment of like amazement and connection to these two birds that we see them all the time. They're such a cute little pair of birds. And, you know, just, I I just feel such immense gratitude for having a morning routine that serves our souls. It, it connects, you know, me and this, my partner, and we get to observe, you know, what many people don't make time for in their Mm -hmm. lives to even notice their brains wouldn't even see it. Right. They might see the red bird because it's bright against gray but they wouldn't notice the female that was there and being so gently and caringly fed. It was just so cool. So I think it segues into what you just said and what I just said sort of segues nicely into what we have for our listeners today. What do you think? I think, you know, we have a really great topic, but I just want to make one point about the gratitude. And, you know, if you spend any time with me, you'll know, I like to ask oftentimes, you know, what are three things you're celebrating? In fact, Today on my Instagram stories, I posted a um, clip by Denzel Washington, and you know, I asked the question, "What are three things you're grateful for?" And you know, a lot of times people think that it's got to be something big to that you have to announce to the world that you're grateful for something big and small. And you know, in hearing your story, Seema, what jumped out to me is a lot of gratitude for just having peace yes. in your life. To be able to notice the small things around you. Like, I know it's cliche, like stop and smell the rose. Yeah, I know it's cliche. We've all heard it. So very difficult to do. And sometimes we forget that having that peace is just so important and remembering to to have gratitude for peace of mind to be able to look yeah. out the window. Right? Yeah. And I, you know, it's interesting what you just said there. What I have found is that for me, the gratitude for things like that, things like having the ability to stop and observe something so small, the ability to feel the wool fibers underneath my feet when I get out of my bed in the morning, like 
gratitude for those sensations, those abilities to, to even get up out of bed. They just sort of, I can't stop them, but oh, it's wow. because they're easy. But it's because I have intentionally designed my life like that. Going back to what it is that you mentioned earlier, right? Like we've designed our lives right. to be such because you find value in that. Yeah, absolutely. You put a lot of effort into conditioning your mind to look mm-hmm. for those things. When I'm saying like it's difficult, I think, for people that are burning the candle on both ends, trying right. to manage a lot of things, it's easy to hear something like, you know, stop and smell the roses. But it's also just as easy to say, I'll put that off to when there isn't a bunch of urgencies or I've got to get the kids here or I've got to get right. there. You can condition your mind to even amidst the, the chaos to create peace internally because exactly. that peace is not determined on what's going on outside. And in fact, I was having a conversation with someone yesterday and this person was talking about, they're closing a major deal and I don't want to give too much away, but sure. a major deal with an athlete and with an entire state and the governors involved. And I was having this conversation with a person yesterday and I'm mentoring this person. He's like, you know, Despite all this stuff going on, and I'm threatening law firms, and I'm dealing with all this stuff, I feel a lot of peace inside of me. I brought it to the forefront. I surfaced it that it's not the stuff outside that creates the peace. It's just, it's inside. And this yeah. is why like you think about Marines or you think about any military unit, they go through hell week. They're dropped mm-hmm. into simulations. Pilots, when they are learning to fly, simulate crashes, right? And it is through this simulation and this conditioning and this practice where we are taught how to stay calm yes. and how to keep the peace despite what's going on outside of us. That is so relevant for all of us. Like we can have yeah. all the stuff going on outside of us. The kids can be sick. The toilet could be overflowing. The heat could be broken and work could be exploding. And on top of that, there's like a smoke day in the, in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. But if you. Give yourself the opportunity to and recognize that the peace and the calm is created from inside of you. Right. You can then access that in the future. Yeah. Right. I mean, true for military, true for first responders. I mean, yeah. we've had Manish and Somia both on here in, mm-hmm. you know, they both mentioned kids' lives are on the line. Kids right. are dying in front of them. And they have learned to stay acutely calm so that they can save those lives. And it doesn't happen. I guess what I'm, what I'm adding to is that our brains will justify why we can't stay calm or why, you know, it's hard to be grateful and have that sense of peace. And, you know, it's only for people who are retired or it's only for stay at home moms or it's only for dads who get to leave the house or, you know. Yep. Whatever, you know, like you can insert reason, insert reason, insert reason. But I love what you said about it is, I'm not saying it's easy to get there. Right. I'm saying it's, it is if effortful until it becomes a part of your being right. and then it is easeful. Yep. I totally. actually think our, our internal state is the, the baseline, the homeostasis is yeah. deep peace and contentment, yeah. which is why we're constantly consciously and subconsciously grasping for it. Like we're always wanting to get there, whether it's by misguided and thinking that it's because I'll get more money and then that will bring me peace. Or if it's when I'll get married or when I drop a hundred pounds or when my kids start to listen or when I get the promotion, right? That I'll be happy when fallacy. But I think it's because we're, we're wired to return back to that homeostatic state of deep 
piece. Absolutely. So let's get to today's episode, but let's leave our listeners with at least one practical tip. If any of this is resonating with you, the first thing I would say, and you're like, okay, well, how do I get to this place where I can create this piece and have it be easy to recognize the gratitude? The first thing I would just say is give yourself space and just have an awareness that chaos and peace and all of that stuff isn't determined by what's happening outside of you. It's how you internalize all of that. Just that's it. Just get awareness. And once you believe that, the next steps will unfold. And just a gratitude practice is, is just practice. That's what it is. I remember one of my first coaches asked me to write down or to recite every morning 50 things I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. And 50 things is like, oh my God, like that's going to take me all day. But you don't have to make them big things. It could just be, you know, a good night's rest, the ability to have a laptop, just go through 50 things. And as you practice that over and over, you'll find how much around you is actually there. An example of this is I'll, I'll say, I'll be very transparent. You said it beautifully. External conflict is a result of internal conflict. Right. And external peace is a result of internal peace. So an example of how I applied this was yesterday. I wasn't feeling that great. Manish was on service in, in the hospital. I had the kids both home. I, I work from home. So there were things that I wanted to do. Wasn't feeling that great. I woke up in the morning and I thought, Ugh, I feel so like fussy and just like moody and everybody leave me alone. I just want to crawl back into bed. And then I thought, you know what? My body is feeling these things, but I, my truest, highest self Mm -hmm. am at peace. So why, if I choose to go with this whole lens of like, leave me alone, I'm going to breed more of that. And so it was a very intentional not simple because I was really feeling out of sorts, decision. And I just sort of returned back to not only gratitude, but also who do I want to be today? Like, Mm -hmm. how would that person show up? The person that's at peace. Yeah. And so when when you start to think about your life in the way of like, well, how do I want to show up? Who do I want to be? And, And gratitude is a way to get you there. You start to say and do things differently. So instead of the kids snapping at them and then being upset that, oh, they're not listening or, oh, they're bickering or, oh, they're, you know, insert complaint, insert complaint. I really was able to just be focused and present. And if they walked in and interrupted me while I was writing an email, the immediate go-to was like, oh, wow. There's not, they're not going to always walk in because they won't, they won't always live at home. They won't always need the things that they need. Mm -hmm. How would the mom you know, how would the future me want to look back and remember this moment? It was just so much joy. And did I still have moments of feeling like, leave me alone? Sure. <laughs> but they but they didn't ruin my day and they didn't torpedo the day of the people around me, right? So just that's just a practical example of how you can apply what it is that we're saying. Yeah, I, I love it. This probably segues really nicely into our next episode where we'll talk about these minute-to-minute decisions. And it sounds like what you're describing is making a decision in the moment to not let what you're thinking about or how you're feeling actually impact what you say or do. It's yeah. sort of uh, staying in emotional adulthood, recognizing almost like an athlete or a professional that I've got a job to do. Mm-hmm. And this is what the standard I want to hold myself to. And then, you know, demanding 
from yourself to to act and say and do things that align with your highest and best self. Absolutely. Next episode, we're going to talk all about how you can design your life so that you can see the cardinals outside your window and appreciate them and be the good theta that is able to be, you know, like whatever it is, whatever your goals are, we're going to talk about how you can design your life to reflect what it is that you want to be. So stay tuned. If this episode resonated with you, let us know. Reach out to us on social. As always, our handle is going to be in the show notes. Dinesh, anything else to add? No, I think this is a great episode. And until next time, we'll see everyone later. Stay well. Bye-bye.